some new products we're going to discuss today, some processes and techniques that will help you live your dreams of changing your life for the better. And I have him here today. How you doing, Dr. West? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you, Lacey. Yeah, this is great. I'm, I'm, you see, I'm so excited over here. I can't wait for them to get all the information as well as myself. Um, I just want to go and say we met a couple of years back uh, while I was working in a different vein. I was working as a 
choreographer, a coach, to a singer, and who's a, you're a friend of the family. And um, we had a great conversation that day. And since that time, I've been like, wow, I got to know more. I got to get deeper. And I've been following you for the past couple of years. And I've been trying to get to your, yeah. your events and seminars, and I'm going to make it there. But I'm glad we kept in touch. And, yeah, we've um, been keeping in touch over email. And yes. Letting each other know where we're at. Yes. And, you know, it's all about timing and the universe working out for the good of all, ki all mankind. And this is the time. This is the time. This is it. We're ready. Today. <laughs> Go on this journey. <laughs> so um, let's, let's go deep right away. Okay, I don't want to waste this. So I must say you're a doctor of lymphology. Yes. And uh, preventative medicine. Yes. But non-licensed and non-medical doctorates. Yes. Now, can you explain that? It's non-secular. It's like the Doctorate of Divinity of the Natural Healing Arts, mm -hmm. these doctorates. Okay. And Thomas Edison said the doctor of the future would give no medicine, but would interest his patients in the care of the human frame, in diet, and in the cause and prevention of disease. Mm. And that's exactly what I'm doing with these doctorates, that uh, the DL and the PMD. And all the healing arts, some people say, why lymphology? Well, all the healing arts and all the pure laws and principles of nature mm -hmm. throughout the universe, they tie into the life process of our cells. Mm -hmm. And when we're out of alignment with any of them, it shows up. Mm -hmm. So, so many people have been told that there's nothing that they can do about anything. Uh -huh. When in fact, there's everything they can do about everything. And the mind is powerful as well. Yeah. We don't use it, that power, but it's there to help you on your quest of healing. I'm glad you're bringing this up right up front yeah. so I don't have to, you know, remember to bring it up later <laughs> because people are always asking me, am I an MD? And I tell them, I'm not an MD, mm -hmm. I'm a PMD. <laughs> and what do they always say? What's a PMD? Right. And I say, you know what? That's the doctor of the future Thomas Edison talked about. Okay. And I, it was a really prophetic statement because it was written down and it was disseminated by all the biggest natural healing schools mm. like um, the naturopathic schools. Yes. So my father, when he graduated with his naturopathic degree, he got it on a wooden plaque along with all of his graduating class members. And Andrew Weil was one of those graduating class members with him wow. that year. Nice. Nice. And so you've sort of inherited this through your dad. I mean, you grew up with him, watching him work, doing That's his seminars and studying with him, you know. From a That's very young age. <laughs> I was born on Father's Day, actually. You say you want to go way back. Yeah, How about let's that? go back. Oh, I was dear. born on Father's Day, and mm -hmm. I don't think that was even by accident. Okay. But I think that some people are here for specific purposes. Mm -hmm. My father found what his purpose was, and I found what my purpose is also. Mm. I know exactly why I'm here, what mm -hmm. I'm do here to help people with. Yes. So I don't claim any credit for that. It's because um, it's all, I just consider everything that I'm sharing, it really belongs to everyone. Mm -hmm. And all the truth comes from the same source. So You're a viaduct, so to speak. Yeah. It, That's right. And my yeah. father got a lot of inspiration, is what he called it, mm -hmm. and had major aha moments, and it was sometimes one miracle after another. Mm -hmm. Well, I've had the same kind of things, and some of them have been in really special sacred spaces. And mm. Some of the things that I learned I didn't even share with my father while he was alive. Wow. Now that uh, there's you know some added perspective i feel like yeah we do have the ability and to share it and it's time to share mm -hmm. more than we've ever shared before yes in these times especially yeah people need that help wow well okay we're going to get deep but i need to take a break and um you'll hang in there with me right yeah okay we're going this journey we got a big journey you guys well thank you for tuning in ladies and gentlemen uh there'll be more with dr stephen west right after this break okay come on back now you here
started with your dad, you know, you did all that, but when you made the conscious effort to really do this thing. That was actually <clears throat> right after I'd graduated from a two-year college mm -hmm. out in Eastern Utah, College of Eastern Utah, mm -hmm. CEU. I was the first person in my family, of a family of 10 kids, to mm -hmm. graduate from college. And my father had been working on a plan to get me to get to work with him mm -hmm. for quite a while. I didn't want to do it. Wow. And Why was that? Well, I had my reasons. I had an older brother. I didn't want to end up like him. He was always my right, my father's right-hand man. <laughs> okay. And wasn't really going anywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, family, I don't know if any of you, uh, you know, we all have family members. I don't know if you think any of them are perfect, but I know in my family of 10, not one of us is. Mm. So I think the big test of family is, is all about you really get way deeper. You get to know not just the person on the surface, but who they really are, and mm -hmm. can you really get along after that? Mm -hmm. Well, my father and I, were we had a great relationship. We really did. But uh, there were reasons why we'd, we would go head-to-head. -head. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it was his way or the highway. And so <laughs> that would probably be one of them. Right. Well, I had a spiritual epiphany that happened to me that year. Mm. Um, and it came three different times. And the first two times, I was shown exactly what I could do, what I actually should do, mm -hmm. and what would happen if I would, mm -hmm. if I chose to do that. Mm -hmm. um, both the first and the second time, I was my response was, I think you're barking up the wrong tree. You should probably find somebody else for this job. Wow. And after the third time in a row, I decided this is something I better do. So it wasn't something that... I did because I wanted to do it, first mm -hmm. of all. And my father had actually been making me offers with money. Mm -hmm. And I would tell him, no, first of all, that's too much money. And second of all, well, I wouldn't tell him my other reasons. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, yes, sign me up. <laughs> well, so when I did yeah. approach my father with the idea that, yeah, I'm, mm -hmm. I think, yes, this is for me, mm -hmm. the way I approached that is, you know, Dad, I know how to help you, and I'm willing to do it on one condition. He said, what is that? He was really interested da, in that da, da, condition. Da, da, da. <laughs> I said, you know, I'm going to do what I know how to do to help you and not what you tell me to. And this being his big baby, he took a big step back, mm. thought about that for a moment. And then he stepped forward and he said, okay, let's see what you can do. That takes a big man. Meanwhile, he knows that this is his baby and he's yeah. got hold of the reins anyway, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I was updating all of his materials while he was alive. Any questions that he had any questions that I had about his work mm -hmm. I got while he was alive the answers wow. so sometimes in transcribing all the videos and everything which I almost went insane doing to mm -hmm. be honest with you mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but it, it was a big project but somebody had to do it I wasn't actually getting paid for that part mm -hmm. that was because I was doing but that but you know in actuality you were in actuality you were there were other blessings yeah. afterwards yeah but sometimes he would tell the same story two or three different ways. And sometimes mm. when that happened, I'd bring the stories to him and say, which one was right? And he'd say, well, it's that one. <laughs> and there were a couple times where he'd say, well, none of those are right. Here's how it really happened. And I wrote it down. Oh, wow. So eventually I got all the stories right. Mm. And now with the newer material, we have it all right the first time. Mm. Whereas if 
if I wouldn't have done that early on, we didn't plan for a mysterious accident that happened to him in a federal courtroom, and I won't go into all the details on that. I've got another place where I've where we've actually produced that information, and I, I just know that with the hindsight, even the imperfect stuff is perfect. Yes. There's a reason why everything happens, and he did everything he was supposed to while he was alive. Now, it makes perfect sense with the hindsight that now I'm supposed to take that work and move it forward. Mm -hmm. And with that, I've been able to go way beyond, well, I wouldn't say way beyond, but I've been able to make steps that are more powerful, faster, easier with more the techniques and yeah. the practical application where I don't even have to explain to a whole audience what's going on. Mm -hmm. I, I do like to give stepping stones so they understand it. The more they understand, the more they, they get out of it. Yes. Eventually, they make better decisions that way. But within a split second, I've got to the point where I can turn on the endocrine glands of everyone in an entire room without saying anything, looking at anybody, or touching anyone. Wow. And the size of the audience is not a factor. We can do it eventually with the whole world. I like to get everyone's permission to do that. Mm -hmm. And to do that, you know, it's a matter of education, mm -hmm. giving people the right stepping stones. And, you know, there are certain rules I like to follow, yes. not because I have to. And there's other rules that I do it worldwide, like what we're going to be doing in Marina del Rey tomorrow night. Mm -hmm. There is a way where we get, uh, you know, where we're able to get is, is we do it on a subconscious and a spiritual level of permission mm -hmm. that we get from everyone throughout the world and it affects everything in the universe with what yes. we're doing with yes. it's true universal healing those who have gone through it even in Sedona say it's totally unique most powerful and the highest level of intelligence of any meditation they've ever done mm. and even those in Sedona if it's totally unique there which they haven't really seen anything unique in a long time <laughs> yeah uh, if it's unique there it's pretty much unique anywhere but I wouldn't be surprised mm -hmm. if it was written down on some ancient temples sacred walls somewhere yeah but because the, thing, how I got the it. thing that's interesting to me is that it is a true art form even though you can't harness it you know like you can it's not like a painting you put on a wall you see it or a, a performance act but it's a it's a a metaphysical energy force field that you send out there somehow that is and yet i have a process with 100 percent success i don't know if you want me to call you uncle earl or lacy this is as long as you call me <laughs> <laughs> call me what you like okay well i have a process with 100 percent success mm. that is 100 percent duplicatable that people can do this for themselves and for others one-on-one -on -one. Mm. and it's a process where they can turn on their own endocrine glands and if you go into uh if you go in to get the therapy they call hormone replacement therapy, <laughs> yeah. especially when women hit the menopause stage, mm -hmm. they do that so that they, they bypass the effects of the hot flashes, which don't feel very good. Right. Problem is, if you start giving the body the hormones that it's normally supposed to produce on its own, mm -hmm. the glands that are responsible for producing those, which are the endocrine glands, mm -hmm they start shutting off even more. Just like the atrophy. And they're also the main energy glands. Even though they're very small glands in the body, yeah, mm -hmm. like, they, like you said, like the atrophy. And when the energy comes out, then they start forming clots all over the body. And with hindsight, so mm -hmm. many people have actually died of heart attacks and strokes from having hormone replacement therapy. Wow. Now they're making them sign disclaimers. <sighs> I see. Wow. So if they have a heart attack or when they have a heart attack or a stroke. <laughs> like, we're not responsible. <laughs> you chose to do it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's their disclaimer, and they're, they're uh, having them That's do that in advance now because of the hindsight, so many people. Mm -hmm. Now it's like if you're on oxygen, mm -hmm. you know, these, things that we, these are both things that we pay for. That, uh, you know, yet everyone has a set of lungs, but if they get on oxygen, which may encourage them to breathe even more shallowly, mm -hmm. <laughs> right. then they're not activating what I consider to be one of the greatest secrets to your inner fountain of youth. And all singers do this with a deep breathing, and they're taught how to breathe to relax the abdomen, yes. let the lungs, because they compress more lengthwise than yes. they do having them come straight out in mm -hmm. front of you. Yes. They push down. They push the diaphragm down. Yes. And, well, they also put pressure on the largest lymphatic vessel in the body, which most of you listeners may have never heard about lymphatic vessels before, but it's your other circulatory system. Mm. And you probably heard about the bloodstream, but you have more lymph than you do blood and more lymphatic vessels than you do blood vessels. Now, if that is true, 
Should it be taught in the public schools? Should it even be taught at grade school level? Or is it too complicated for the third and fourth graders to understand that? I don't think we give them enough credit. Not at all. And <laughs> all the third and fourth graders that I talk to about this, they get it. They get it. They, yeah. they really get it. To take a deep breath, to activate this, well, it's the tree trunk of your other circulatory system. It's the closest thing to having a pump. You know, you've got a heart that beats for the bloodstream. And when you take that deep breath, the lymphatic system shoots like a geyser, like an oil well, and it puts the fluid back in the bloodstream where it belongs. See, mm -hmm. We lose over half the blood proteins and water from the bloodstream every 24 hours. Mm -hmm. So all the itises, that's where they come from. They mean inflammation, mm -hmm. every single one of them. Every one. You can't have an itis without inflammation. And it's the blood proteins that are the water magnet. So this is, a, this is another... I'm throwing out some technical well, this words is, no, now. No, this is great because, I, I mean, I'm learning as well. And, you know, a lot of people, these are things that people don't hear every day. So this is great. You're doing well. Please. If you want to know the cause of all the tumors. Spew, spew. <laughs> if you want to know what a tumor is, it's swelling. Mm. It's, it's Latin, tumere is mm. where it comes from, which means to swell. Mm. Without these trapped blood proteins around the cells, you can't have a tumor either. So if you start going from a subpressure around the cells, which is a healthy environment where it's impossible to have any pain or disease in your body, mm -hmm. with no excess fluid, yet with a swelling and, and inflammation, it creates a positive pressure, just like blowing up a balloon. And if all you got was the example that your body's just like that balloon, that's mm. worth 10 million plus to you, mm. if that's all you got out of this whole interview. Yeah, let me ask you a question. So say, for instance, if people have them removed, how do they grow back? Well, over a long period of time, it takes time for them to grow back. And everyone who gets them removed ends up with lymphedema. That's this swelling that happens. Mm. And depending on where it happens, they name the disease according to where this same thing happens, how it affects that part of the body, or who discovered it even. Mm. Who cares what they call it? The body's just like a balloon, and the problem is wherever it's blowing up mm. with water. Mm -hmm. So, well... How long does it take to grow them back, though? It takes uh, quite a while. When my father, you know, one of the things that got him into this, this goes back in time again, he got hit by a dump truck on a scooter going up a hill. And there was a truck that came over the top of a hill, a dump truck that came over that was passing the other truck in his lane, and he had to choose between this couple kids on a scooter or the other truck. They took the kids on the scooter. Wow. Well, he woke up and he has, his whole leg was twisted around backwards. Oh, Back then, they didn't have very good technology. So they didn't even, let him, they didn't even plan on letting him keep his leg. They, they plan on amputating it. That was the answer for everything. Just cut it off. Yeah, because, and <laughs> it looked dead, it. too, because the, the foot was black. Wow. And when they decided that they were going to keep it after they prayed, they, they got the answer to keep it. Mm. doctor was angry. He said, can't you see this leg is dead? He grabbed the toe and broke it. And my father screamed. Oh. Then the doctor was scared. He didn't think he'd be able to feel anything. Oh, boy. <laughs> He's all, okay, we'll Ooh. let you keep it. <laughs> they didn't do anything to fix the toe either. Oh, wow. Or any of the other broken bones. They just wow. let them all fuse together. Wow. They, they threw everything. They kind of threw some mud in his leg, threw it in a cast, and it was in a cast over his head for a couple years. Mm. That's how long it took him to regrow the blood and lymphatic vessels mm -hmm. back down into the leg. But he still never had 100% circulation in that leg. Wow. Ever. But he became a very great humanitarian. He cared why people suffered. Up to that point, he was first string football, basketball. He never thought of doing anything else but mm. sports. That's all that was on his mind. And this is, uh, this is actually... It got his focus on so other things -opening, yeah. and helped him care why people suffer. Wow. So he really believed his parents did nothing but praise their children. And a couple of them have been really famous musicians mm -hmm. and written music. And some of them you'd recognize if I mentioned. But um, he believed that if he studied hard enough, he would find all the answers that he'd ever care to find mm -hmm. on the life processes of the body. And, and cracked the code for that. And he did. He, he wrote scientific equations on the life process of the cells, which he discovered, and all mm -hmm. the discoveries. And they were presented, these scientific formulas, were presented to the top medical minds in the world back in 1981, mm -hmm. and totally accepted without debate then, and they've still never been challenged till today. Wow. But they haven't been taught in medical schools either. Well, and, that, and why and is that? Though? You know, the drug companies are controlling all the information taught in the medical schools. We have less than half the medical schools in our country today mm -hmm. than we did prior to the AMA and FDA getting set up. Mm -hmm. So that's half the medical, less than half the, the medical schools still today. And it's not like some of the other schools aren't qualified by now. 
especially with all the technology that's available today. But if you're all about control, you want to limit there the number of people go. at the top. Knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They control so the knowledge. So secrets. Yeah. If mm-hmm. there are secrets, and it's interesting in Time Magazine in 19... Uh, which year was it? I think 90... April of 94 or 96, something. I've got a mm. copy of it. I'll have to go back. But The Secret Killer was on the front cover of Time Magazine mm-hmm. in April of, of one of those years. And it mentioned inflammation mm. and swelling. And also, we've seen articles like this come and go for a long time where mm-hmm. medical doctors themselves will say, we think all these diseases, that they're just inflammation or swelling, but we can't say that for sure. Right. And if you ask them why they can't say that for sure, they'll say, shh, we yeah. just can't. We're exactly. just not supposed to. Because sickness is big business. If you heal everyone, then the pharmaceutical companies and all this will go out of business. And they can't have that. And that's their answer for why they can't say it. Oh, because oh. we're just not supposed to. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, well, it's very scientific. <laughs> yes. They're, we're just not supposed to. And but yet, life and death is big business, basically. And anywhere in between, they don't want to discuss. When they come out of medical school, <laughs> they've got a, you know, a degree in drugs. Uh-huh. Right. right? And they know, most of them, their wives know more about nutrition than they do. But <laughs> they, know, they sure know their drugs. Oh, no, yeah. And they can Because they're all hippies from the 60s anyway. <laughs> yeah. How many, how many studies have been done on more than one drug at a time? Mm. None. Mm. Yet, how many people just prescribe more than one drug at a time? All of them. Yeah, they're like, the average person that's on drugs is on about 10 of them now. Right. And I think last year, the average went up by one more drug. Mm -hmm. It's been getting higher and higher. Yet, there's never, there's no studies on more than one at a time because, why? Because there's too many reactions. Mm -hmm. Yet, they're they're reacting against each other. Where's the science and credibility in that? Mm -hmm. And if you know the answer to that, it's right out the window. They're just, you know, it's all guesswork. So, um, Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with more from Dr. Stephen West after this break and station identification. Thank you. Ciao. Hello, I'm Dick Van Dyke. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second half hour of the Underground Experience with me, your host, Captain and DJ, Uncle Earl. How you doing? I'm having a great time in studio today with my guest, Dr. Stephen West. We'll be returning to that interview in a second, but I want to shed some light on this band. It's called The Juice, and they're from the East Coast. And I want to say hello to my friend, Jack Fawcett of The Juice. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen. Where we've been. Get him down. Come from a line of blue collar folks. Working all day. Having nothing to show for it. Don't know much about where we're going. But loving where we've been. My daddy raised us on the word. And taught us about a hard day's work. And said, don't you dare just be. Here I'm here today to speak with authority. I gave a disclaimer about my doctorates, but at the same time, I'm here to tell you that I am the authority on what I'm talking about as far as the processes of life and death processes of the cells. And my father discovered the sodium-potassium pump, which generates the power for cells to work, makes life possible. And they've been nominating some Nobel Prizes on that sodium-potassium pump lately, like the 2003 Nobel Prize in Chemistry was awarded for research on that. And my father was one of the nominees for that. I'm here to tell you that I can teach you more about that life process. And who wants more power? Well, you've got to know where the power comes from. And it generates, uh, that electric generator, it's about 0.7 to 0.9 millivolts. 
but it also turns on the mitochondria and all the other life processes in the body. It makes it possible. Depending on what position that generator is in, a muscle fiber is either contracted or relaxed. And how many muscle fiber problems or muscle problems are because muscles are contracted? Mm. Now, is it Every easily single. accessible though for people? Oh, I mean, you've got it? it in your cells. Every cell has this within you. So mm. all you have to do, once you've got the perfect hardware, and once you know how to activate it, mm -hmm. because you've got the right software between your ears, mm. it doesn't cost you one dime. But if you, if you have the perfect hardware in a computer and you throw in the wrong software, do you yes. get the right results or the wrong results? <laughs> right? Yeah. And how many medical doctors have thought, you know, those brain cells just can't regenerate? They've been taught that. Oh, and now, yes. you know, about four years ago, they say, oh, guess what, guys, we just discovered they can regenerate. Oh, but how many of them never bother ask what they could even do about it? Meanwhile, we've had story after story after story, like the little boy that fell in a septic tank took 10 minutes to find him. After two weeks in the hospital, he mm -hmm. came out blind and brain damaged. Mm -hmm. They said he'd be a vegetable for his whole life. Mm -hmm. After two weeks after that, they, they totally restored his eyesight, mm -hmm. took him back to the hospital. Doctors just said it was just a miracle baby. Yeah. I've got better stories than that now. I've got sure. stuff like a guy in Orange, California was dead for an hour and 45 minutes. Wow. He was dead in arrival at the hospital in Orange this half day. Mm -hmm. And this happened in around July of last year. So about a year and a half ago. Not quite, but uh, it's going on about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And this is a guy who was dead on arrival at the hospital, according to the medical records, dead for an hour and 45 minutes. I got a call on my voicemail, and I was doing events, so mm -hmm. I, I got it late. Called his wife back. She insisted that I do for him where distance isn't a factor. Mm. Some, wow. some of the principles that I used. And, and time isn't a factor. It happens instantly. And mm -hmm. within a split second, his heart started beating again. He started breathing again. His uh, doctors just called him a total miracle. In fact, they put him on tons of drugs. To, they were going to kill off his kidneys, they said, to save his heart. Because they didn't think he was going to live. They, didn't, they thought he was going to be a vegetable. They planned on wow. just killing him. Mm. Basically, they thought he would just be a burden to mm -hmm. everyone. So, the uh, long story short, Ooh. he went back to work as a computer programmer last January, which was about six months after yes. all this happened, yes. without any brain damage. He's doing well. He doesn't have an insulin dependency anymore either, which Great. he had for years prior to this whole thing, and he doesn't have any gray hair anymore. Whoa. Which is interesting. That's wonderful. You know, I got I to gotta tap on that. That's very interesting about how, you know, they try to give you all these pharmaceuticals to, you know, ingest you with things and do things. And I heard this thing. Someone told me that once you become to a certain degree of disability, that you become a unit. They put you in this ward in the hospital where you're just a unit and they just leave you there to live out your days or they don't try to do anything right. more for you. Right. You become useless to humanity and society. Yeah, basic support and I think that's, and that's outrageous. It. And there are a lot of people right. living like that. And basically they put them in a chair, they're facing a wall day in, day out, and they put them in the bed to the chair, to the wall to the chair, pharmaceuticals, that, drug them up, yeah. and they're just vegetable. I'm, the general paradigm that most of the crazy. herd mentality have for health is they're healthy as long as they're not sick. <laughs> But the super successful throughout history and the greatest thinkers of all time have always not thought that way. They've only focused on winning. And so instead of, you know, all being about losing or not losing, mm. it should be about just winning and being super healthy. If we're focused on that, we don't have time to be sick anymore. Mm. That's right. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you just got an earful and a lifeful. We're going to take a break, let you think about that, get you a little refreshment, and come on back, grab your pen and paper if you need to, to get these little notes. We're going to give you some little things you might be able to do for yourself, you know, lightly. Okay? Come on back. It's Uncle Earl and Dr. Steve. Did I find this. my way? I can't see a thing. Did I come crashing down with my broken wings?
disclaimer on this whole thing too because some people have this story has scared more people away than it's actually attracted believe it or not because people have attitudes like oh this guy thinks he's got some kind of Jesus powers or something and he must be just totally crazy because this stuff just doesn't happen and I have to tell you that if you can even turn one cell in your body that's been shut off if you can even turn one cell back on we found out most of the time there's really not much damage that the cells that are shut off, they can be like a new car with a new engine, not really damaged at all, they're just shut off. And it's, if you can turn that back on again, you just res resurrected that cell. And if you can reproduce that over the whole body, you could actually re resurrect people too, as long as the soul hasn't left their body yet. And when, when things like this happen, I have to say, uh, we threw in a couple of other insurance policies too we did some checking to see before I even did it really quickly um, first thing I checked on was how it felt mm -hmm. and then I did a thing you know thy will be done it was part of my intention you know because yes. there are certain laws I don't claim to know all have the have all be all of all truth and so there are certain things that um, I wanted to just make sure that personally spiritually that I'm that I was covered there mm -hmm that it was meant to be, that he did want to live, that certain things yes. lined up right. Mm -hmm. And this is, uh, <clears throat> there was a lot of insight that I got in on his life, his wife, their relationship, everything, mm -hmm. as all this was happening. Because it's not, it's not a forced thing, it works in tangent with each other, the energies must be in alignment. That's right. Yeah. So the truth is, who is the one that said, even greater things you shall do? And you know, they didn't treat him very well after all the miracles <laughs> that he did. Correct. And even if, even if you don't consider him to be your master, uh, most people would say that he is a great master. And even if he wouldn't be their, their, uh, the person that they would consider as their savior, most people would still say that he was a great master and, and honor him at least that level. Yes. And so, even greater things you shall do. We've just been thinking, how can we? And believing that even though 
we didn't have to necessarily understand everything within our scope of understanding, which that scope has gotten broader as we focused on it. We've we've been believing on the bigger scope all along of what's possible with what exists in the universe yes. and and where we all come from, who we really all are. So with that said, it's really about what is it that you can do with this and certain things if you take a deep breath your lungs will put pressure on your thoracic duct and it should be springing up into everlasting life with every deep breath that you take go mm-hmm. ahead and try it doesn't cost a dime to do that does it and how many people can do that for you and is that different than being on an oxygen tank yes right. because even though you put more oxygen in your, in your blood it doesn't mean that you're activating your lymphatic vessels and the deep breathing it's not just about putting oxygen in the bloodstream anymore it's about activating that other circulatory system mm-hmm. how many how many arts have to do with this deep breathing Lots of them. I mean, you got... <laughs> Basically, there's singing, singing dancing, yoga, dancing, and acting. All, I mean, you're working hard, you're breathing yes. deep, running, you're breathing. Working out. All the physical activity yeah. you can imagine. And who was told to, to work by the sweat of his brow all the days of his life? Now, I don't know how it got translated into English that way. <laughs> I really don't know how it got translated into English that way. I'd rather it you know, be translated in my own personal book. Yes. It's to be physically active all yes. the days of our life. But yes. I don't know about this work by the sweat of your brow all the days of your life. I don't right. know. But um, it's kind of funny. But uh, you know who I'm talking about? Who? Adam. Adam. This is how far this stuff goes oh, back. Oh, my goodness. Now, who told Adam? Jesus. Well... Well, it Don't came, you think his wife told him plenty of times? Well, Eve? but the message came through. I'm sure Eve told him plenty of times, didn't she? But where did get she busy? get it from? Oh, I'm just, I'm just making a little okay, more fun of it. Well, I like okay. to joke around. All right, but, all right. but yeah, it just shows you that... Uh, <laughs> I like to go to the source. This stuff's yeah. been around as far as yes. far back as we have records. Mm-hmm. It's, it's older than that. It's, yeah. it's been around even way longer. Mm-hmm. So to do that and to, uh, you know bless your enemies yes when we have a fight with a loved one an argument any stress the stress dilates the capillary walls and the soldiers in war still today they die from the fear not the not the wound mm. if they see blood say they get shot most of the wounds are non-lethal wounds but they, the thought process is mm. what kills them mm. oh no I just got shot I've never been shot before oh I see blood oh, I'm going to die I see this life force leaving my body Mind. this is how most of them die still today mm-hmm. and that process dilates capillary walls throughout the blood vessels and the blood protein and water leave way faster than they normally do if you lose enough pressure from the bloodstream those blood vessels collapse leaving you dead on the spot mm. you have to maintain positive pressure in your bloodstream now the lymph vessels are a sub-pressure system so they don't, they don't have that problem. But the bloodstream, you have to maintain positive pressure. Mm-hmm. And the lymphatic vessels carry that, or they're supposed to carry it back to the blood. So if you just keep your cool like the guy that was on Monty Python, you know, the sword fighter, <laughs> yes. he got his arm chopped off. And he He's said, like, you know, come back and fight like oh. a man, you coward. It's just a flesh wound. Gets his other arm chopped off. He says, come back and fight, you know. Gets his right. legs cut off. Come back and fight, you coward. I'll, I'll bite you to death. Right. And it's funny, but if more of our soldiers had that attitude, mm-hmm. a lot more of them would be alive. So is, ha- that, is, that, is that in line with, like, mind over matter? It, uh, well, it's definitely it's the process of fear. That. And we have to love our enemies, actually, to save ourselves. And that's what it's all coming to. It's all coming to that everything, that intelligence, the love, and the energy, they're all the exact same thing. You want to see where this is going. This is all about all of us, that we are all having this symbiotic relationship together. And this is what we are all, this is the big lesson that we all have to learn, that we have to learn how to treat each other the right way. Basically, regardless of race or religion. And... This is something that, that ties right into the life process of ourselves, mm-hmm. that, we, that we're supposed to eat right for our own health and for everyone else's. We should be educating each other, supporting each other. Yes. You know, there's a documentary, Forks Over Knives, and it revealed that 52% of firefighters even are dying of heart attacks. Mm. You know, heart disease has been killing one out of two since the early 80s. But, uh, but why, even firefighters. Why, why is that? Some people thought it was the stress, right, that they go through. It's not. We found out it's more, there was, there was one fire station. They decided, they, they went into this unit, found out one firefighter there, when they tested them all, had, you know, just flying colors way beyond anybody else there that was a firefighter. Mm-hmm. And they started finding out what he was doing different with his lifestyle because he had the same stress load. But he was eating whole foods he was juicing 
he he wasn't uh, such a big meat eater because mm. it's so manly to eat lots of meat, right? right? <laughs> well, and it's been killing people. Wow. Well, it just uh, you know I have a typo blood, and so I'm supposed to be more of a meat eater, mm-hmm. I, or at least I can get away with it easier. But our colon's two thirds too long. By the time it exits, it's not uh, it's not getting out fast right. enough to be a meat eater. <laughs> well, anyway, there's lots of reasons why um, why the firefighters even and so now I've got a, a an event called Power Heal the Firefighter mm. and I've got it for lots of different groups but mm-hmm. uh, you know right as soon as I decided to do that you know just this last month one of the firefighters in my own city 32 years old had a hemorrhagic stroke wow. his wife's pregnant and he is basically um, catatonic mm. in a coma wow. they don't expect him to recover so they're out with their boots on the corners throughout the city asking yeah. for, you know, charitable donations, yes. contributions to help support his family. Mm-hmm. This is the thing that I want to bring this to now is, see, most people, if this is, and this isn't just firefighters, I just mm-hmm. started talking about them right. because they're, you'd think that they're pretty active, pretty fit people. They, uh, they It's pretty out. stressful, though. It's you, pretty stressful. That's, you know... Everything is a factor. Yeah. And so that is a factor. There are certain, there's now peer-reviewed science on a product called Protanum where not one single valve failed when they increased high blood pressure to the point of creating lesions, yet every single right heart valve failed that was not on this new herbal formula mm. at VCU, this is the one that did this study, Virginia Commonwealth University, mm-hmm. it was peer-reviewed, and only about 5% of peer-reviewed studies actually make it to be get accepted to be published mm-hmm. it's available at pubmed.gov mm-hmm. on a product called protanum it's an herbal formula with zero negative effects yes. not one single right heart valve failed yet a hundred percent failure without it hundred percent success of those that were on this did not fail we've never seen a study like this with a number one killer ever before there are solutions like this mm-hmm. and i've got uh i've got access if you want more information about that there is more information available. Well, how can they you find may, that? You, know, you may be wanting to call Uncle Earl after I'm done <laughs> hey, educating him about this. Hey, hey, hey. But, uh, yeah. and so you may want to edit in your own information here. Yes. But 0to-z.com, mm-hmm. uh, it will educate you. The number zero, the digit, not spelled out, mm-hmm. but just the, the letter or digit, number zero. And then the word, two, is spelled out T-O with the letter Z.com. And you'll find out that it, uh, this particular product has now seven studies mm. done on different things. There's a melanoma skin cancer study. Mm. There's, a, there's a vascular surgery study. There's lots more. This is getting the attention of the scientific and medical community in a way that no other product I've ever seen has ever done. And it's opening the door, so I believe that it's opening the biggest door that I've ever seen so that one day all the medical doctors will also be able to do whatever they like to with all the healing arts. And mm-hmm. a lot of them would have liked to do more with prevention, mm-hmm. but they'd get their license taken away Uh-oh. if they were to, <laughs> you know, so they've been afraid to. But because of the peer-reviewed science, they can already do whatever they like to with ProTandem. Every single doctor I've ever presented this to, when they've sat down and heard my full presentation that mm-hmm. I actually give on this, yes. uh, I'm batting 100. Every single one of them are getting involved because wow. it's totally revolutionary. The doctor, Joe McCord, who who was behind it, mm-hmm. he's been given the Elliott Crescent Award, which was reserved for people like Alexander Grand Bell, Henry mm-hmm. Ford, Thomas Edison, people whose like, life work literally revolutionizes the world for the, for the better. Wow. Well, Dr. West, you are a wealth of knowledge, education, and just humanitarian goodness. You know, I, I really appreciate all of this you've done and we could talk for hours because yes, you, you're can. a wealth of knowledge but <laughs> you know I just wanted to give the, the audience something to ponder and think about a new way of thinking and I think we've succeeded you know I'm definitely even thinking in a different way myself since I've talked to you and I know what you do thank you there's a lot it's, of laws in nature and even gravity has a law that supersedes it called mm-hmm. the law of lift mm-hmm. and it's just knowing how to dance with the laws that exist mm-hmm. in nature yeah and so every time something happens, like, like what happened with Japan and people are afraid mm. of radiation, well, it's a chance for you to learn the laws that supersede those. Yes. And they are there. They're, mm. they're there. In fact, um, I, was, I spent a few weeks in Hawaii a couple weeks after the Japan incident when it was hitting full blast. Mm. 
and at full peace of mind. And I could feel the, the radiation coming through. Wow. It was at its peak, mm. actually. So there are certain things that I was doing, though, I didn't have to worry about that. And mm-hmm. Protan was actually one of them, because there's one study on... It's a NERV2 activator. There's one study on one of the ingredients as a NERV2 activator. It's a master regulatory gene in the body called mm-hmm. NERV2. It regulates over 4,000 of the 25,000 genes that make up the human genome. Mm-hmm. And this activates it. So uh, one study was on radiation with cancer patients, chemotherapy radiation, which is way more than what we're experiencing from Japan. Oh, boy. And it proved <laughs> that it sensitized the cancer cells, made it easier for them to die, yes. while it protected the healthy cells from the damage at the same time. Wow. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of... There's a lot of things out there, yeah. and there are things that you can learn how to do, like deep breathing. By the way, this is what got Anthony Robbins started on his path. This is where he found his personal power. Mm-hmm. My father's research. And then he's developed a program called Personal Power. This is what got Wayne Dyer started on his path over 33 years ago. Mm-hmm. My father was in his li- living room teaching him about the power of intention. Wow. Now he's written a book called The Power of Intention. Okay. <laughs> 18 years ago, you know, David Wolf read my father's book, and that's when he got started on his path. Mm. And now he's a king in the superfoods arena. Mm. So your dad's been a catalyst to many people. Yeah, Nick Delgado broke the world's record for how much weight a man can lift over his head within an hour. He was a student of of Al Carter, who got started on his path because of my father. He still sells a million dollars worth of mini trampolines every year. Tony Mm. Robbins still doesn't get on stage today until after he gets on a mini trampoline, Mm. does deep breathing and bouncing to get focused. Mm -hmm. It's been his presentation ability that's been the number one reason behind his success all these years. And there's more. (laughs) So there's way more than what you even see. And he only, when he does his trainings, he only teaches people what you see. Mm -hmm. He's not even teaching 50%, not even the most important 50% of what to do on those units, mm-hmm. but um, there's a lot more available, and yeah. it, we've been making it available all along. When you take a program like this, what, like what my father developed, and try to condense it, you end up losing a lot of things, and a lot mm-hmm. of people have done that. So there's some people. You there's know, no crash course in this. You've got not to do with the this. full Monty. That's what I, <laughs> that's what I want to say, and you can do it. There, the whole program is designed all around the layperson mm. jumping in and learning how to do this. We've there got you go. Th- Ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's out of the mouth of Dr. Stephen West. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming in and sharing all of this today. I mean, there's so much more. And if you want to find out, please give them your website, your website to find out more. Powerheal.com. Powerheal.com, ladies and gentlemen. And you can also come to the Ultimate Underground website. There will be information posted there for you to further your knowledge in healing arts and self-preservation in this crazy world we live in. So this is Uncle Earl with a different corner for you today. Please come back and tell someone that you love them. Talk to you soon. Ciao.
Told you. 